All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Boxed Wine in Witchcraft. I've got iced wine tonight because it's hot. And tomorrow it's supposed to be like 95 with a heat index into 100. So, I'm not looking forward to that at all, but I am looking forward to a little wine and some some super moon tonight. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> and who you're hearing with me tonight, we have Holly. Welcome Hi. back, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and we are going over litha now is it litha or litha i've heard it both ways you know i kind of i kind of go back and forth myself because um the you know the the celtic i teach celtic mythology and i i kind of i try to be true to the uh the pronunciation but um i usually it usually comes out litha with out of my mouth but i think either works so okay <laughs> right oh, and usually the spellings my kids my poor kids are the spellings of never correlates with that, how you actually pronounce it anyway. So it's always a challenge, but, <laughs> but Liza, um, it means light. Uh, so that kind of like, um, I think that's why it always comes out Liza to out of my mouth. So anyway. the light, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Return of the light. Um, so we, um, I, I'm so happy to be here because I love doing these um, sort of little talks about um, the turn of the the Celtic wheel, especially. Um, this is one of my absolute favorite holidays of, you know, of the eight um, Sabbaths. Uh, Lila is usually celebrated around um, June 21st to 23rd. Of course, it's the summer solstice or midsummer is another word for it. And really what that means is that it's the longest day of the year. So usually during our celebrations, um, you know, it, it's like 10 o'clock and it's still light out and it's just marvelous. So um, it's a time so that's the shortest night. And then from that time period, and um, we basically we start to lose just a tiny little bit of light every every day until we get back into um, Yule, which is, of course, the shortest night in the um or the longest night and the shortest day so um the this time of year is just one of my absolute favorites like i love i love beltane because it's sort of the the lightning of spirit and this is sort of the fruition i think um i know we talked about um a beltane about you know growing flowers and all of this kind of thing and now they're planted they're growing we're at the height of that for um fertility of the earth and you know the, the sun so really historically it's a uh, it's a fire festival celtic fire festival and most definitely um it is a time of celebrating that life and passion and energy and everything that we as humans and everything in the natural world that we get from the sun's energy and so the um basically it's time to appreciate all that, be grateful for all of the things. And I think it's always symbolic that these, you know, growth in the natural world is reflective of growth in ourselves. And um, I think that, I know for me, it's been a long, it was a long, long winter. It was dreary. It was, you know, I just felt like I was half dead half the time. And so, um, it, you know, it's just, I feel just so much uh, healthier and and it's a wonderful time of the year i think I, th I think too this is like a re a time of reconnecting with nature so get your outside because that's where you belong go to the lake go to the forest go you know 
spend time with your family, have a bon bonfire, a cookout, whatever. Um, but it's all that fertility of energy and just growth and fruition of new life and spirit and, um, you know, not never taking that for granted because I think I keep telling, you know, every time I, we've been talking lately, I, I'm like, we, we cannot be hamsters on a wheel. We have to, you know, take time for our spirits because it's so, so important, um, for not only ourselves, but everyone in our, you know, in our spheres. So basically the, this time of year, this fire season, um, will the growth season will last until Luna saw, which was, which will be the, the next Sabbath that we celebrate and talk about. And that is, our, a, a, <laughs> what was that? Our, our next episode that we'll be recording. Exactly. <laughs> and it has everything to do with, uh, Lou, uh, the Celtic God. And, um, basically that is the first Celtic, uh, harvest festival. So there are three, um, there, uh, Luna saw Maybom and, um, Sawan eventually but so it's like we're sort of like in that just from here until august 1st it's just growth and energy and spirit and all of this wonderful things so um we have plenty of time it's not just a one day kind of a thing i i always feel like i i kind of celebrate intensely on on, on the, the holiday but then i sort of try to keep that in my meditation work and my spirit work everything to keep that energy flowing until the next one and the next turn of the wheel so um the this time of course um like historically it was really it was um the beginning of the summer even though it's called midsummer it's really the beginning of summer for us usually and um the celtic people of course they like i said they had planted they're very you know they were people of the earth agricultural that's how they that's how they understood everything in their their worldview, their spirit world was because of <clears throat> that connection to the natural world and, and living off of the land. And so they um, were very mindful, I think, uh, you know, just like any other indigenous population where, you know, American Indian, um, that sort of thing, that they honored the natural world around them and didn't take it for granted. And I think that that's such a huge reminder for us today that not only the reality of honoring this, the the earth around us, but also that the spirit world as well. And so they, um, this was also a time, of course, the Celtic people would um, build big bonfires. And when I say fire, um, it, you know, it's a, it's technically a, um, you know, a celebration of the sun in the natural world, but they would always build huge uh, bonfires. Um, and it was a time often of celebration. The Celts love to party. I've told you this before, and it's it's kind of it's kind of a thing. Um, so of course, a lot of uh, drinking and celebrating and baking and um, everyone. You know, you danced with the fire. You danced around the fire. You um, the men would dance around the fire and then basically do a blessing. The druids would do the same and brought and you know, bless the crops, bless the animals. And so it was like this, everything was connected, which I think is to me a very, um, I don't know, it to me, that is just a wonderful reminder of my own concept of, you know, like spirituality. So they, um, it was also, of course, a time, you know, we talked about, we were talking about Beltane, about the um, people sort of 
uh, hooking up, getting, you know, romances and all of this kind wow. of right. <laughs> um, well, this was kind of often a time of the fruition of those, just like the planting of the seeds where you would have um, couples getting married, hand fasting in, in the Celtic and in the, you know, pagan traditions. So, um, it you know, it was a time of a lot of um, sensual energy, sexual energy, all of these things. They also believed, of course, um, that this time of the year would be a thinning of the veil. So, all so, um, you know, it usually at this time, like at Samhain, it's more of you know family coming over and this sort of thing. But it was definitely like they believed that you party with your people too, you know. And so the crossing over the hour Shea also opened up that like sort of supernatural realm of the the fairy world. So a lot of um, people who follow the Celtic tradition also are, um, you know, there are a lot of a lot of us that also have fairy connections as well. So um, that definitely the the myth or the belief system is always that the fairies you better leave an offering for the fairies on the on midsummer. You better leave them a little wine, a little honey, a little cake. You, I, you, you know, <laughs> I, we argue, those fairies and I. Uh, they move my stuff without asking. Yes, I know. But keep them happy, for sure. Because they love to dance and party just like we do. So um, that definitely, um, I always, Violet, when Violet was just tiny, we would always always leave offerings for the fairies around, the, around um, Liva. Uh, also historically, it's kind of cool, but they, the Celtic peoples would, um, of course, have this outdoor celebration bonfire, but they would add even more fire to the scenario. So they would, of course, it's the turning of the wheel, the symbolic turning of the wheel, and also it's representative of the sun energy, that solar energy. So they would light giant wheels on fire and, you know, start at the top of the hill and then hopefully try to get them into some sort of source of water. <laughs> so... You were being really, hopefully. Yes, hopefully it didn't, you know, take out someone's house. But um and <laughs> I the baby's you know, not approved. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't try this at home, just saying, but alas. Um they uh it was it's cool though to me because like Celtic mythology and Celtic um belief systems, it's always that turning of the wheel, that cyclical time that you know, everything that dies returns and also, you know, like transformation in all of the Celtic stories. And, you know, I was geeking out, you know, on our book review, more to come on that. But um, <laughs> they they definitely um, believed in that transformation. So I can see a, you know, wheel of fire coming at you might be significant of transformation and energy and movement and all these kind of things. So I'm picturing this happening <laughs> with like some 80s action movie soundtrack. <laughs> Oh, rolling down the hill. Yes, yes, yes. So I love it. It's you know maybe hmm, I have to investigate this. Maybe we can do this in smaller form. <laughs> I mean, my mom's got a hill in her backyard. That's what I'm saying, and there is a <laughs> little have, back there to catch. I things. was like, is there water source? However, I don't know. But yeah, it's um. It's really, it's cool because I, I love the idea of that, you know, the symbols, the elements, the fire, the the sun, like just 
you know, it's just so cool because it's such a, um, I feel very connected around this time of year, you know, and around these holidays. So they make sense to me. They always have. I think it's, you know, my Celtic roots. I don't know, but it just totally makes sense to me. But the, it's interesting because the Celts weren't the only ones that celebrated um, these sort of fire festivals. And I told you I was going to mention this as well, but um, obviously we have huge monolith stone constructions, all of this kind of thing. Stonehenge was definitely, um, you know, positioned so that the the light falls exactly on the center stone at at the solstice. Um, I'm gonna have to talk to Zach about this, but I know um, Mayans as well, I think they have a, some, a, some sort of stone structure. I cannot get that out of my mouth, but it was actually like underground and it was sort of like, almost like, I think, but um, also of course the Egyptians and, you know, the Romans also celebrated a festival um, um, to honor this time of the year. So obviously, you know, those indigenous people, the American Indians did as well. They had a festival of fire as well around this time. So I think that is just, to me, it, it just connects us all as people. And it just, it just makes a lot of sense, you know? So, um, the, the, um, I think there are some, when we were, you know, talking about, um, the different, um, traditions and whatnot, the, the fire, the, the, you know, um, so, you know, making offerings, making tree offerings uh, in some Druidic tr traditions um, is sort of like across the board. In, um, in Celtic, we, if we talk about certain deities that are related to these, you know, um, beginning um, practitioners, uh, they're in Celtic mythology, it's, I believe it's Welsh. Um, there's, um, a goddess um, Ain, and she's the goddess of love and summer, sovereignty and fertility. Um, she's one that I need to explore a little more because if I was honest, I would, I, you know, she's not one, I'm more uh, attracted to Brid Bridget, that sort of thing. But there are definitely a lot of um, deities that are related to this time of year. Um, his, um, historically, this was a very, um, so you had brother, twin brothers, the the um, the Oak King and the Holly King, and they basically at every solstice they would um, have a little bit of a battle between each other, a little ri uh, sibling rivalry. So of course, at this time is when um, the Oak King would basically um, he would lo uh, lose the battle, and the Holly King would win. So the Holly King then would would rule from midsummer to yule and then at yule they would battle again and it would be reversed kind of thing so um so that the celts believed in this and then i think modern really modern pagans uh wiccans i think some um uh have i think they celebrate a version of that but i think they add that the the goddess is pregnant and about to deliver a baby so it kind of goes with that idea of um of you know growth and uh fertility so the um of course in the egyptian we had you know we have ra in the roman the romans celebrated uh, juno which was uh, she was the goddess of women 
and childbirth and fertility. And I think they also celebrated Vesta around this time. I think the um, the actual uh, celebration was something like, I think it was called Vestalia, in, in fact, but she was the goddess of the hearth, home, and family. So it's sort of like that idea of, okay, now there's fruition, there's family, there's children, there's marriage, there's all of these things. So it's not, it's certainly not just a Celtic, you know, a um, Celtic holiday, but I think it's definitely um, sort of a human universal. It's a human archetype of of life and connection and just um, growth and energy and all of these things. So um, the, I don't, I, I'm sure that everyone out there celebrates in a different way, but I, I'm gonna just kind of talk to you about a few things with um, the, with um usually the the celts also like i said they were they were growing um they and the harvest wouldn't be done until you know later in august with the bread harvest and maybone and um Samhain. but the at this time and this is i have been bugging have i not been bugging you for like forever about forever <laughs> forever about finding me a bee because this is something that like has always been, I've always been looking for just the right one and you, you did it. You found me one. So, um, because at I, this did. Time, I was so excited when I, I found one. I'm like, oh, Holly. Like, I was really, I was really excited because I have been looking forever for just the right one. And, um, it really spoke to me because at this time the Celtic people would definitely be harvest, you know, they would be harvesting, uh, honey from the bees and the bee became like sort of a symbol that they, um, they really felt connected with because it's like, you know, they were um, so industrious and they were, and it, it was fruitful and it was nourishing and sweet and all, and all of these wonderful things. And so of course they made, the Celts like to drink, they made mead with it and they partied down with this mead. And so <laughs> the, and the, the full moon around midsummer in the Celtic world is known as the honeymoon. And so that always has been, you know, a symbol for my celebrations as well. It just seems, it seems happy and, and it seems right. And they're sort of, you know, pollinating all of the flowers. And so like part of, um, if we talk about like, like how I kind of celebrate, it's like, obviously I want to be outside. I want to have a, a, a bonfire. I usually, sometimes usually I will try to, I know this sounds weird because it's a fire festival, but I'm drawn to like, to the lake as well and so i sort of like kind of do both definitely um you know family friends involvement and just kind of like um partying it down having some fun and um i when i i always i always have candles i always um make uh some sort of herbal offering and then um do a little intention and prayer work and you know um you know, manifesting um, those things and just kind of being both grateful for the things that we have been given the, um, and also, you know, kind of trying to look and remember symbolically, we, we had to remember to dance, you know, dance under the moon, dance under the sun, dance with your people and um, just celebrate spirit and growth and all of these things. Because I think that more than, more than ever, 
it's a good reminder. But when I, I start to look at a lot of times what I do is that, you know, like I know a lot of you guys know about this, but this is just how I do it. I look at, I choose my candles according to obviously um, intent, usually with color. And then I will add er my own herbs. Uh, the store sells a lot of different, you know, herbal candles as well that are really um, correlated. But like I, around this time of the year, I always have a white candle because that to me is um, me kind of connecting with spirit and being thankful. Um, it was so funny because we were talking about yellow yesterday, but this is the time of you know, yellows and reds and oranges and golds to, you know, celebrate all of that energy and wisdom and uh, optimism, health, happiness, dream work. And also, um, I also use a green candle for that connection to earth as well, because it's not just about fire and spirit and all of this. It's also a connection with the earth. So I also add a green candle in there for fertility and growth and health and abundance. So with that um, kind of goes hand in hand, the herbs that I use, I usually always try to make my, I, you know, I'll buy things from the store and then I will also add things that I find in nature often around my, you know, that I grow around the house. And so um, I know that, you know, Melissa has a lot of this in store, but then I, you know, you sort of make it your own as well, because I think the mm -hmm. intent is you know it's better when you do that definitely um we were talking about that with the folk magic and that sort of thing um but like mugwort uh, around this time is really good it's dream work it's um i think that uh vervain chamomile um oak definitely because this time of year with the oak king and the and the holly uh king um, the oaks were, uh, oak trees are absolutely sacred to the Celtic tradition, to druidic work. Um, also lavender, daisies, honeysuckle, St. John's wort as well. Mm. Um, and this time um, is uh, in the Celtic world is also with the more, uh, is correlated with um, St. John um, as well. And I think then what I do is I find flowers that, you know daisies and um i always 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 find um um tiger lilies you know we mm -hmm. live for each other and the tiger lilies always bloom around midsummer and so i always add that because i just think that it is my local reminder of that connection with the fire and it just makes total sense to me the saint john's where when it's in bloom it looks like um it's look like sun so oh. um, yeah and so those i think are really um you know good herbs to and floral um florals to work with um what about snapdragons snapdragons i can yeah i can see adding those as well definitely um i think that this because a lot of times for both beltane and midsummer i've been known to make you know with family and friends and we've been known to make um flower crowns and you know because you're you're celebrating that connection mm -hmm. growth and the beauty of the life around you and so i 100 percent like you know whatever you have growing you know enjoy it incorporate it you know and honor it in that way i think you know um dance around your fire with some flowers in your hair man <laughs> 
you know, because dragons <laughs> are fire, they're fiery. So here's a little, you know, and the little heads mm-hmm. on them. And then. And okay. I think, I think what you said is totally right, right on because I think I, I truly believe, and we've talked about this in the past where, okay, you know, some ritual might say, Hey, you got to do, this is the exact recipe and you've got to do it at this time and blah, 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 blah. No, not exactly. You got to make it your own because I just think it's more meaningful and it's, you're connecting with your spirit and your ideas and your symbols and architects and the things that make sense to you. So, you know, start with some basics, but then, you know, jazz it up. So, but, um, I also always have crystals on in my, because I create sort of a sacred space and inside and out, depending on, you know, if I, if I go to a fire, if I, you know, if I go to the lake, I'll take, I'll take crystals with me, even, you know, in the beach. Uh, and, and I, I just, um, I, I enjoy that a lot. Uh, the crystals around this time, of course, you know, think fire. So we're talking citrine and amber, um, carnelian, orange calcite, fire quartz, hematoid quartz, topaz, tiger's eye, um, I also throw in some lost agate for the earth again, um, mm-hmm. because I like that to always have that connection with the earth in regards to this as well. And so basically, um, you know, I, like I said, make it your own, you know, um, be outside, you know, see, see the sunset, see the, see the sunrise and make it your own. And just, you know, it's, it's a wonderful time to celebrate, you know, if it, you can do this if it's a, um, you know, if you're a private practitioner and you're just, you know, this is kind of just your thing. It's just as uh, wonderful as if you do it with friends and family. But definitely it's something that, you know, say thank you, be grateful. And, you know, and I think, too, a lot of the spell work, you know, this is fire magic. So it's a time for for me. I see it as being grateful, but also for, OK. There are things in me that I want to reignite. I want to reignite my creativity, my sense of empowerment, especially in recent, you know, the last few weeks I've had some things. So, um, you know, like sort of self-healing, um, self-love, strength, all of these things. This is a time for that, you know, for really throwing that out and manifesting that. Mm. Sure. So, yeah. But I was uh, say, what kind of things would people write down and throw into their 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 fire so yeah i always so i when i if i am going to usually because i'm the celtic we we were talking about this the other day as well so i um usually use cedar i know you have stig you have sage but that's not um i use it sometimes definitely but it's for the for when i when i'm celebrating the celtic holidays i usually i tend to go towards cedar and i know you have those also, um, you have some floral um, bundles as well, floral incense. And I usually, you know, um, uh, you know, all of the things that I was talking to you about, you know, like um, with the herbs, the mugwort, the chamomile, all of these kind of things. Um, oftentimes, I'll um, uh, sort of open the space and kind of clear the space with the offering with the cedar and then kind of I usually make a mixture of all of this and then you know add it to the add it to the fire for sure but um the um it's and it's weird because I've I've I know this sounds strange but the 
the uh, tiger lilies, when you put them in the flame, they turn all sorts of magic. Um, it's something to see. It really is. Um, they turn blue and it's just, it's, uh, it's, it, it really is. It's cool. It, it's, <laughs> and it just, I, I kind of like, I'm one of those, like, you know, when I was a little kid, I was always outside. No, no shoes on my feet running, wandering through either making, playing in the mud or picking, you know, flowers, making potions. And that, that was me, you know, as a kid. And, and I've, that's very much how I, how, you know, how I celebrate and how I um, connect with spirit. So um, I think it's this time, I just, I encourage everyone to just go out there, put down whatever it is that's bug bothering you. You know what I mean? It's, we all deserve that and we deserve a con connection of spirit and a rejuvenation and a, and, uh, a celebration of our lives and all of the natural world around us. That's amazing that we sometimes just kind of lose touch. Yeah, we lose touch. We totally do. But yeah, this is definitely a time to reconnect and manifest awesomeness. <laughs> no, I, I agree. <laughs> um, you know, how uh, sad is it that most of us don't even think to just go build a bonfire if you're able to? I mean, some of us in apartments can't, but go to your your parks, exactly. um, you know, call up a friend who has the yard and be like, hey, you know, what will be fun. Let's right. do this. Exactly. And help remind them that they need to reconnect too, possibly. Right. And I think even I mean, if you're really, really like you you know, you couldn't do those things. You always could do cauldron work with, you know, um, flame and, and candle work with flame. And I, there's something like, I, I know this is weird, but I like to use matches. Even I like that elemental, you know, spark. And I just, um, but yeah, I hope everyone has a, a wonderful celebration. And like I said, however, you know, wherever your roots are, um, make it your own. And, um, and I will be looking forward to all of that, you know, energy work. Carry us into to Lunasa for our next, for our next discussion. <laughs> all right. Well, well, thank you for your, your information. I mean, you, you got me with that little tidbit about the thinning of the veil at this time, even oh, yeah. like, what I have not heard that. That's fine. Yeah. But it, and it's very much a time. Do not forget to leave the fairy something i'm telling you guys <laughs> because they are they love to party and it's funny because since when violet was just little we would all like i told you we would leave out gifts for the fairies etc especially around this time of year and often i would find um like i would find a lot of like moths coming to me and that sort of thing and i really feel like it was a message i know some people believe some people don't but um, I felt very connected in that way. And um, I think it's just a connection with with my ancestral um, you know, spirit work. So I and I and you've gotta have fun. You've gotta have that childlike, you know, mm -hmm. it's important to me. And you've gotta make sure they don't steal all of your your silverware too while you're at it. So give them some wine and honey, man. And cake. Leave my silverware alone. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, well, thank you, Holly. And, and as we've already hinted a couple times, you'll be back for the next one. Thank you so much. And uh, oh, we look forward. Thank you for having me. I always love these discussions because it's just nice to kind of chit chat and 
kind of um it's it's helpful for to me too because you know I think about my practice and what this all means to me so I thank you too for you know everyone kind of I, I love the connection and it's fun so thank you well thank you and uh, thanks for listening everybody and catch us next time bye-bye bye everyone <laughs>